You're listening to The Wicked Horror Show, powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Night, which means it's another live Wicked Horror show. I'm Kevin, and as always, I'm joined by Tony Has Nine Fingers. What is going on, people? And Tony, would you like to introduce our very special guests? Of course. Uh, from the upcoming movie, Macabre Mountain, uh, we have the writer and director of the movie, Xander Goldman. Hello, guys. Welcome back, Great Xander. Great to be here. Yeah. Uh, we have the special uh, guy behind special effects, I'm probably going to mess up your name. I, I suck at pronunciations, but Derek Worley. Hey, you got it. You got it. Great you job. got it, Tony. Good <laughs> job. Okay. And uh, one of the actors in the movie, Danny Langston. What's going Thank on, Danny? Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we went live, and I was pointing out that there's a ton of stuff that's been announced and is in the works, and uh you're part of uh, pretty much all of those that I'm excited about. So that's that's pretty pretty big, and um, so so Xander, I know uh, you know we had talked a bit about about this project online a little bit. I didn't I didn't know that Greg Lamberson was writing the uh, the the screenplay for it. That's that's pretty awesome. Yes, yes, Greg did. He did a wonderful job. I was on Greg's uh, Guns of Eden last summer, so oh, it's really? going to debut in Buffalo next month the 19th is he is it another of his film festivals or is it just premiering? yes up? yes it's in his film festival and he's gonna debut guns of eden august 19th it's a friday night um he's gonna have it friday and sunday but it's in buffalo yes that's awesome yeah festival. i've actually gone to that film fest once before and it was a very good time it was my first film festival i've ever gone to and it's it was very memorable for me he's a great dude we've had him on for uh uh a couple of different movies over the over the years. I mean, you know, from Slime City and Slime City Massacre, and like, uh, was it what was that zombie one, Tony? Yeah, I'm trying to. I he, he had a book and he made the book into a movie. Johnny yeah, Gruesome. See, Johnny Gruesome. That's what it was. Okay, I think that was the that was the one of the last ones he did before Guns of Eden. Mm, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds right. But um, yeah, he's he's a great guy, and it's and he's very talented. So that's that's pretty awesome. I was happy to see his name involved. Um, yes. Yeah. So so this is based off of one of your stories, and um, and this is one of your like, uh, I don't know if it's like a dream project of yours. Like I don't know how long the story's been in 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 the works. But uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Macabre Mountain? Yeah. So I I come up with the idea because I have friends in, uh, Buchanan, West Virginia they have a haunted house attraction so when i saw it i was like that's really cool they just started it i think two years ago and then they had a cornfield with a corn maze and my my little mind got working too much and i said i, I think this is a great place to shoot a movie and they're friends of mine and they're they're very generous in letting me use um their property so you will see some of it in in the uh indiegogo trailer video yeah yeah but yeah we'll be playing so, shortly yeah yeah so that's how i got sort of the idea um to film the majority of it at the haunted house we have a couple other locations there that are close um we have a couple hotels there that are that are close that are reasonable so everything just fell into place uh, my friend also owns a little diner, so they're going to do, you know, crafty our food. So it just it just all sort of came into it place. Came together, yeah. That's the right yeah. community to do it in, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, and I, as a fan of uh, you know haunted houses and corn mazes, even though I've yet to ever find my way out of a corn maze mm -hmm. without assistance, um, 
it's uh they're they're great uh so it's you can very easily get yourself creeped out uh at one of those places especially some places really just throw you for a loop and uh you know, I go, I go to a lot of them. So it's every once in a while, one of them will surprise me. And I'm like, wow, that was great. Like I've yeah, seen everything. I, I really like them. There's there's actually ones that aren't haunted. They're just like a giant maze. Mm. I just like to go in them and you get out in an hour or two. Yeah. So I, yeah, I even even the, the haunted houses too. Like even even that, like there was, I, I want to say the last one I went to that really kind of got me completely like you couldn't see anything in front of you and you had to feel the walls. And every once in a while, the, the wall would electrocute you. Like it was like a little like pad that would that would zap you, and it just oh, was wow. really like I don't know where what to do. I don't know if I'm going to walk into the wall and get zapped in the face. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Right. It was great, but I haven't seen Ooh. that like ever. We're not going to do that to anyone. I promise. Uh, We're not zapping well, people. that would that would that would be cool though. I mean, but then you get the like extreme haunted houses where like they tie you up and put you in like whoa yeah. like like oh. on a chair or something like they like those are real things. You have to sign like a waiver and everything before you go to them. Yeah. Um, right. We, I don't think we're doing that then. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know, I know. I'm just joking. Yeah. Although it would be cool. Uh, you, you know, could probably right. save on uh, people being really scared. You know, they would just be able to do it. Um, so uh, how did you get uh, Danny and Derek involved in the in the project? Um. So these are good horror family friends. Um. I'm going to say from the Dark Circle days. Nice. So that was last year. Yeah, <laughs> dark circle days. A year ago, I was, and I, yes. and I, I it, it's kill, it's kicking me like in the butt every time it comes up. But I was supposed to to go to set one day and I couldn't. Um, but I was, I wanted to because I, I, you guys filmed in like Connecticut or something, right? It's Connecticut. Yeah. I get North Haven and New Haven confused. Do Derek or Danny? Do you remember if it was North Haven or New Haven? I believe it was. Oh man. Now you got me questioning. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I, if, if it makes you feel any better, there's really bad areas of each. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was New Haven, yeah. Uh, yeah. close to the uh, Meriden area. Hmm. I, I, okay. I could be wrong about yeah. that, but I mean, that, that general region uh, of Connecticut, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, there, there's some really nice areas, but there's also a lot of, like, I, I've unfortunately spent a lot of time in some really bad parts of Connecticut. Oh, there's a lot of there's, cool stuff that comes from Connecticut, though. So that's 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 awesome. I didn't see any bad things. I, I don't know. Oh. I, I went to the WWE headquarters. I took a couple yeah. pictures. I know um, a story I'll tell that these guys might not know. Um, Felissa and Damien Maffei got hungry at 3 a.m. in the morning, so I had to go to Yale. Mm. I went to the Yale campus to a pizza place that was wood-fired pizza. Hmm. So I got in my car at 3 a.m. and went to the <laughs> Yale University. So I guess I'm an alumni now. So yeah, I went cool. there to get them pizza. Yeah, the, the Connecticut actually does have really good pizza. Like the, the Mystic Pizza Place is in Connecticut. And, uh, oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, just just like every every major major area, there's always good and bad parts. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's just a matter of a block away kind of deal. Um, I've just unfortunately dealt with more bad than than good, even though, you know, I know that there's a lot of good areas. There's also like a Pez museum, I want to say, in Connecticut. So next time you guys are around, go to go get some Pez. Um, awesome. But uh, yeah. So so uh, um, what what's the plan on this? I know you guys are still uh, raising funds. Um, what's what's the the plan as far as like uh, when when are you thinking you may be able to start production? Uh, September eighth is the first official day in Buchanan. Nice. And we're going to try to go 15 days. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that's still like, I know like, you know, you guys are used to making movies. It always seems to me like 15 days. I mean, it, it seems more than some other movies, but uh, it also seems like a very short amount of time for someone like me. I just assume it takes way longer, but you guys know what you're doing. I don't. I, I think more things have to be with purpose. Like mm -hmm. we can't really, um, I don't want to say fool around or take our time, you know, every, yeah. every kind of motion is, you know, has its purpose and we have to get a lot in. Um, we're going to try to shoot, you know, somewhere between 10 and 12 hours a day. Wow. Yeah, wow I, I went to that uh, convention uh, for like the nineties, like classic rewind convention. Yes. And I finally went, I, I never used to go into, well, I didn't know about like the Q and a section. 
So they had yes. one with the little giants um, cast, the two people there, and they were talking, and they're like, yeah, how long did it take to film this thing? And they're like, I don't know, like uh, seven months or something like that. And it's just like, you, talk, you, you know, you talk to like people in the indie industry, and they're like, yeah, we did it in like eight days. Yeah. And then these people are talking about like seven months, eight months or whatever, and stuff going haywire. I'm like, what the? Like, right. it, it, it's, it's just a big Hollywood budget. It's a big Hollywood budget. They can afford it, I guess. Mm. Right. So yeah, uh, maybe actually, someday... uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, Sergio was saying hi to everybody. What's up, Sergio? Oh, and um, Sergio. he was also saying yeah. that uh, he went to that WWE headquarters. So that's. I did. Yeah. So, uh, so Sergio, you know, he knows my cousin Leo, who does another show. Um, Leo lives in the same state as WWE. And like when I would go to his place, I would pass it all the time. You see it right from the highway. It's pretty cool. Uh, the headquarters is just giant building. I always yeah, just Sergio's a uh, big wrestling fan. So I'm just assuming like uh, people are just getting thrown to, through tables everywhere they, uh, everywhere you go in that I'm building. I'm seeing if I can find my picture. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Sergio, next time I'm, I'm in that area, I do have to go to, to Leo's soon to pick up some stuff for a con. Um, Maybe I'll uh, I'll see if I can grab some pictures and send them your way so you can be uh, jealous, I guess. Um, but uh, so yeah, so uh, so Danny, uh, like I was saying, you're you're involved in a lot of stuff coming up, uh, and this is obviously one of them that uh, that I'm looking forward to. But uh, do you want to? What what can you say about about your character um, in, in this in this one? In this one, I'm very excited. I I am playing the hotel manager, and. Um, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to give it away, but uh, he's uh, he's got some surprises up his sleeve, and he is not your everyday hotel manager. And so, uh, you know, I just uh, first time through reading the script, I just really connected uh, with his character and just really thought, gosh, this would be a blast. I mean, I'm telling you, a few months ago when I heard from Xander and uh, our friend Dan, I saw the poster for McCob Mountain, and I was like, I'm in. I'm in guys, whatever it takes. And I know you're not supposed to be that easy, but uh, I was just so enthusiastic. And they said, well, we'll send you the script. I said, okay, well, you know, I, I already knew that I would be working with the best people around and that, you know, that this was just, this is gonna be a phenomenal film because of the production value, the setting, as you've already heard. And so, with this manager, I just saw where there's just so much, uh, the dialogue is, it rings true, and there's just so much action. And um, and I don't know if you swear on this, but there's some effed up, there's some effed up crap too, you know, <laughs> just for, and I don't know if there's any nudity, but Xander, if you need me for anything, you got it. You got it, brother. <laughs> He's like, no I nudity, am, yeah. and I, I, I don't want to tell you what people are messaging me. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> No. Dan's like, well, I, I do insist that there's nudity. Um, I'm not going to leave until you film me. There's, there's um, no nudity. Did so, I um, say it was easy? I, okay. I, I probably was... shouldn't say this, but someone wanted me to give people wedgies. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I Interesting. messaged me, and they love wedgies, and they wanted me to give people wedgies <laughs> in the movie. Like, painful wedgies and as like, as oh, like God. a as like a punishment like in the movie like an actual thing like a death in the movie death by wedgie i i didn't i i honestly i didn't go that deep into it i just you, you better trademark that death by wedgie because i'm gonna i'm gonna steal that you idea. can yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it. i was killing these people but <laughs> i i don't title. know <laughs> death by wedgie yeah just pull it up so much that you put it over the top of the head and you just snap <laughs> the neck back man i, I don't know work. who you um, have no idea <laughs> uh angels in the chat room just saying what's up What's going on, Angel? He's he's on uh, from time to time as a as a hey, guest. Uh, uh, Sergio's asking what you saw at the WWE headquarters. Where did you actually okay. go in, or did you just go to the outside? Let's see if I can get my picture. Oh, oh my God. light! It's a little washed <sighs> out. You can see the WWE symbol a little bit. So yeah, yeah, you can see it there. It's it's in that black stripe that's right there, Sergio. Yeah, that's it was the just the building. Yeah, I wonder. I don't even know if you can even get in. There it goes. Right. Oh, oh, there you go. go. Yeah, I wonder if uh, if if they would even let you in. I'm curious um, what, the, what the lobby looks like. I'm sure it would probably be pretty cool. I think I went up there on a Sunday, so they were probably closed. I think uh, here is the front. Oh wow! Mm. So it nice. looks kind of fancy for wrestling. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, it's a corporate headquarters. Like, jokingly, I'm sure Steve Austin isn't walking around like drinking drinking beers and stuff. Although that is would be it, pretty cool. You wearing a Macho Man shirt? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I noticed that right away. Nice. Yeah. So you're a big wrestling guy as well. Um, I probably you were lately, a big wrestling I, guy. I slacked off on it, but yeah, I've watched wrestling since I was a little kid. I think my dad took me to. Oh, some closed circuit. I'm giving away my age, so don't. That's, I'm telling. I'm right um, up there with you. <laughs> um, my dad took me probably to WrestleMania three, and it was like a closed circuit thing. Mm-hmm. We had to go to um a dome. We call it like a dome. It was like this indoor arena that held like I don't know five thousand, ten thousand people. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I sat on a folding chair, and there was a giant screen, and that's how we watched the. I think it was WrestleMania three. And yeah, interest, I, interestingly enough, something happened. We're, we're sitting there and it stopped like midway through. And my da- dad probably paid like 30 bucks a ticket. And they made some deal, I guess. And they had to broadcast it like during the week for free for everyone. Oh, wow. Because, because the feed stopped. So yeah. I think that was WrestleMania three. Yeah, that, that was yeah back in the day before there was such thing as pay-per-view. That's how you had to do it. Yes. Um, I used to, way back in the day, like I, I got to see Macho Man a bunch of times. Um, I got to see Piper's Pit live. Um, awesome. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I got to see Andre the Giant wrestle a couple times. And it's, it's I'm aging myself as well. But um, either way. So, uh, so Derek, what are you going to bring to this besides the uh, atomic wedgies? Um, what, are, what are the plans? I'm, I'm sure that I mean, I'm sure like it sounds like there's a lot of action in this one, and yeah, it sounds like and, there's a lot of a lot of killing. So, yeah, you know, when uh, when I first read the script, um, grabbed me instantly. It's not a lot like some of the other scripts I get. There's a lot of character development, and there is like a lot more focus in that, which I really really like. Um, there are some pretty cool kills in there, which again, you know, get me involved, and I'm 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 sure to to bring the blood for sure. But uh, we we got some fun kills in there, and uh, they I mean I think the thing that really caught me and like has me most excited about it is uh, the action sequences surrounding some of the death scenes are very intricate, and it's not just like you know point a to point b you know a guy comes up stabs someone it's there's a lot more to it there's a lot more depth um mm-hmm. mixing the action with with the death scenes and things like that so it's definitely going to keep things very interesting and uh, very edge of your seat and i think that's important and i think that kind of going back to the setting of it being uh done in like a uh, a haunted attraction you know with the corn maze and all that good stuff uh it creates a really good atmosphere for that action and for those kills and to make it a little bit more suspenseful rather than just, like I said, like your, you know, your typical point A to point B. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think people are really going to enjoy uh, what we have to show them for sure. We got, we even got some uh, cool perks uh, to go along with some of the kills, you know, got some of those cool, uh, cool death perks that uh, yeah. so people can get involved with it that way. And uh, let me do some makeup on you and do a, uh, die a most brutal and awesome death on screen. <laughs> I'm telling you, wedgies is where it's at. And, and Danny, Danny knows what's up because I just worked with him on late checkout. So he got to see some of the, the fun and exciting stuff we get to do on set. Uh, we, had a, we had a ton of fun that day. Uh, there was no shortage of, uh, of laughter and jokes and just uh, all around good times. So, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. going to be a ton of fun. <laughs> nice. Now, with the with the uh, action that's around it, um, are you also doing like like who who's like setting that stuff up? Like, is, do you have like a stunt like choreographer or or someone, or are you guys just like kind of coming up with it on your on your own? Or uh, I wouldn't say that there's going to be like super dangerous stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's going to be action. It I, I'm probably going to say most of the, if it's dangerous, I'm going to do it. So if I break my leg, then they could say, well. You know, good job. You know, yeah. you broke your own leg. <laughs> that, that's good for trivia for the IMDb page right there. Did you know Xander broke his leg when filming? Right. Well, let's hope uh, I don't. Yeah. And I, and I will say, <laughs> like, none of the stunts or in none of the actions, like, you know, it's not like a Michael Bay movie where people are be doing like flips and shit. But um, right, there it's just uh, the cat and mouse and the action with that. I mean, it's just uh, it it's definitely edge of your seat in that in that sense where uh you know there's just a lot going on and enough to keep your uh to keep your attention 
because nice. um, I, I, I tell you, there's there's a lot of times I'll just flip on some random movie and sometimes it loses me because it's just like uh, it's just like something's happening to just initiate the next thing. And uh, it, there's no action. There's no, um, I guess, sense of like urgency with what people are doing and trying to get away. And uh, yeah. there's a lot of that in this. Like there I want to say like the whole last third of the movie is just like nonstop with it. And like the last 20 pages is just like spitfire like it's just go 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 and i was just like ah getting whiplash reading it it was it was awesome and i just like i like it like i said it's awesome could not put it down and uh i think once we translate it all to screen with the crew and the cast we have i i think it's going to translate really really well nice and the one thing Nothing i we... like go ahead i'm sorry now i was going to say that uh the one thing i do like about it is hearing that uh character development because mm -hmm. a lot of the times you watch a horror movie and you, you know, it can care less about the character if they do die or whatever. So, you know, even if it's a slow burn leading up to it and until that second half, I love character development because I want to feel for either, okay, good, this person is gone or, oh no, I, you know, I lost one of my favorite characters kind of deal. So hearing that definitely, uh, piques my interest even more. So Absolutely. You got to build that foundation to, you want to care for these people. You want to know what they're about. You want to, you know, you want to see that setting. You want to get some of the lore. You want to learn about the things that are being presented to you. So it's not just like, well, here it is. Well, what is it? Well, it is what it is. You know, yeah. it's, you, you kind of get some background on everything. And I think uh, with, with Xander's story and the way it was written, um, the way the information is given to you, it's not like, just thrown out there all at once you do get tidbits as it goes on and the way it advances is done in a very clever manner nice that's cool but yeah we were talking obviously uh, about the location and you get some really cool shots in the uh the indiegogo uh trailer so i do want to play that and uh you can head over to indiegogo and uh show some love and uh some some support some awesome indie uh horror movies yeah, if anyone has any questions just add me on facebook Alexander goldman and we can talk about it. If you are a little confused about some of the perks or have any questions or you want um, your friend of the show and you want a nice discount, um, you know, uh, message me and we'll, we'll talk. We'll work out something. It's it's I'm not going to take someone and shoehorn them into something they don't want to do. If you're donating, you know, it, it's it's a fan friendly set so we can create something that you're comfortable with. Some people, they want one line that's there don't want any more lines and that's fine i was talking to a guy today he wanted 50 lines so that, that was a little bit more difficult we had to, to back it down a little bit but we are trying to make it so if you donate you're you're happy with your donation and your part in the in the film we are not trying to make someone do anything they don't want to do or they feel uncomfortable um you know we're not going to have someone that, that's you know uh you know a novice reading the gettysburg address or something right. like that and they're all yeah. it's got to be realistic you don't want to have someone be like i demand top billing like a, this is it it's going to be me right. it's all, yeah it's right. it's yeah it they, you have to have some reality behind it so uh but either way like it, it is really cool i was going through the indiegogo and there's a lot of really cool perks um but yeah just the visually um it just looks beautiful so i just want to play the uh Indiegogo trailer, and uh, we'll be right back in roughly three minutes and 24 seconds. Hi, I'm Alexander Goldman, and I'd like to introduce you to my film, Macabre Mountain. It's a feature-length indie horror action film. The movie's screenwriter is Greg Lamberson, who has written and directed many films over the last five decades. And the cast includes some of the most exciting horror names, such as the iconic Felissa Rose and the talented Dan Kearney. Hey, everybody. How are you? My name is Daniel John Kearney. Hi, I'm Felissa Rose. And we're here to talk to you about a project we're very excited to talk to you about. It's called Macabre Mountain. We absolutely love your support. Uh, there will be an Indiegogo campaign that will be starting. Alexander Goldman Production. 
and we have, first of all, so many amazing friends, an incredible cast, incredible crew, and we just want you to join us because we feel like it's going to be a magical experience. And absolutely the most fan-centric crowdfunding campaign that we've ever had before. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We'd love for you to check it out. Perks galore. So anything you can do, help donate, share it, tell a friend. We appreciate you. We're super grateful and we love you. Thank you very much. We need your help to make Macabre Mountain the most fantastic indie horror film of the year. have many incredible perks, act in our film, or become a producer, or even an honorary director for a day. All perks will be delivered 100% with direct communication. And be assured, Macabre Mountain will receive worldwide distribution. Production will take place in beautiful Buchanan, West Virginia in September of this year, where we have teamed up with several local businesses and individuals to help make the film a success. Crews are currently working seven days a week to prepare locations that include a haunted house attraction, a corn maze, and over 1,000 acres of wooded areas and fields. Cast and crew are staying at the amazing Bicentennial Inn located in downtown Buchanan. And catering the set will be the Country Time Cooking, serving the freshest homemade meals and delectable treats. We appreciate each and every one of you helping us to make Macabre Mountain the indie horror feature length film of the year. There you go. And uh, as, as we were watching that, I was going through and like everything from, you know, you can act in a scene with Felissa, you can act in a scene with Xander, you can act in a scene with Elsie Holt. Uh, uh, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, even even as low as like, uh, what was it, 150 to to be like on set and like be a background guy in, uh, in, in the, the haunted house scene uh, or one of the haunted house scenes. That's not that's not bad at all. So that's, I don't know, that's that's pretty sick. And um, I'm going to have to talk to my wife and see if I can uh, hook something up. Oh, Daniel's in the chat room. What's up, Daniel? He was just on last week. Cool. Hey, Dan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Angel's saying that looks that looks great. So, Thanks, uh, Angel. And Angel, let's uh, pull our money and just go uh, be scared people in a haunted house. We can cry uh, together. I don't know. Uh <laughs> We've always thought it would be funny to just, you know, because he's a big dude. I'm not a tiny dude. And, you know, just be like completely terrified would be fun. Uh, you can get your picture in the film. I don't know how that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you already have that set up, but um, 75 like bucks. A missing, it's probably going to be a, like a missing yeah. uh, page, you know. Okay. Um, yes. But yeah, some, some, some pretty cool stuff, uh, even just to a shout out on, on social media and stuff like that. So, so this, this actual, um, uh, part of the of the campaign, it's got 19 days left. Are you going to be doing? Are you going to continue to do new campaigns like uh, up until filming, or or what's the plan? I can't give everything away. Um, okay, <laughs> so we're going to do the full 30 days, and then I'll make a decision um, after the 30 days, and probably later on do a finishing funds. Nice. Uh, Angel saying he's going to run around naked and cry in the corn maze. All right. No, cool. no, no nudity. No. Uh, no run around part partially naked with a wedgie. No, no, no. Right, wedgies, I'm just kidding. No I'm just kidding. No, okay. no th this this movie's for everyone. So we, you know, um, for any age. Yeah. We, we, you know, we're we're not going to have any nudity or anything like that. I don't. I don't. And I, and I actually I, I do respect that quite a bit. I do respect that quite a bit because sometimes I, I think uh, some horror movies maybe go that route uh, when they really shouldn't. You know, I think I think they 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 may think that this is going to get more eyes on it, 
Um, and, and there's a lot of times too, I, I may know the actor or actress or whatever. And I'm like, ah, oh, he didn't have to do that. Like, eh, you know, it, yeah, it but, kind of but also we've, we've heard, you know, that especially the, depending on the route you want to take for like distribution and stuff, you know, they ever, I guess these, you know, places think they know what people want to see. So they're not going to take your movie unless it has, this many kills or this much, you know, nudity or this or that, depending on which route you go. And I think that I, another reason why I love independent because it's your movie, your style, you're not going to change it around. Mm -hmm. So we've had, you know, people on that said, okay, we pitched it to this and they're like, okay, how much of this, or, you know, we need a little bit more of this. So I can see where, you know, it runs into a problem where it's like, Okay, this scene you didn't really need it, but it popped in there. But you never know if that was written in there or it was needed to be added or something. So. I think Xander didn't didn't it say that you already you already have um, like there's something set up for distribution already, or um, is that uh, in the works? No, but I will make sure that the distribution goes worldwide once I sign. Uh, <laughs> once, once I sign the distribution deal, I'll make sure it goes worldwide. And there is a lot of distributors that should not be trusted so i'm gonna when i sign it eventually sign it i i want it to be the right deal with someone that wants to show it to everyone in the proper manner um i hope to find the right distributor that has that same vision there's there's some out there that want to uh i, I don't know what they're doing they're just doing bad business and i i don't want that so i want to make the right deal with the right distributor that's going to distribute it properly around the mm -hmm. world nice nice and I, I you know myself as well as tony uh we're big fans of physical media so fingers crossed that that's part of the distribution deal i mean it's it's it's, it's harder and harder nowadays it seems like there's less and less of that going around um, yes that's probably what we'll do in the beginning is um do blu-rays and dvds mm -hmm. so that'll be done right away and then I'll be looking for distribution. So nice. And and I, I haven't mentioned it yet, but we, we gotta talk about Felissa. Felissa is our ship captain. She's our number one person. She's the star. She's wonderful. And you know, I, I, I love her and respect her. And she's she's our guiding light through this movie. It's it's not me, it's it's Felissa. She's yeah, she's phenomenal. Like uh hundred percent. Yeah, it, it she's one of those people I, I say it every every time. I think I said it last week. She's like my favorite person to see at a con. Like and she's there. I'm like, that's I'm looking forward to walking in there and just her being like, ah, you know, because it's she's just so great and approachable and she remembers you, which is crazy because she meets so many people. Yeah. Um, and it's I don't know. Uh, she's just one of the one of the ni nicest people like you can be having the worst day ever. And she would just totally just change you around in like seconds. She's great. True story. This is the true story. So we were at a con. I was with them. I got down to her table a little bit earlier. And these ladies come by and they push me to the ground. I got hurt. They got, we got brownies. Where's Felissa? I've knitted this shirt for the last six weeks and I made this thing. Where is she? Can you tell me? I, I was like, she's coming. You know, I'm laying on the ground. They, they stomped me and then, you know, where is she? I was like, she's coming. I got these brownies. And so, yeah. Wow. They really they, push you to the ground. They pushed me to the ground and, and, and stomped on me when they're wow. pulling the line. So. Like, all right, well, we're going to keep doing this until she shows up. So you better hope it's quick. No, um, no, that not like same deal. Like there's so many people like that I've seen at cons where it's the same deal. The only place I really know them from at the cons is waiting in line to talk to Felissa. You know, like there's, you know, yes. people that are like special needs, like people in wheelchairs and everything. Like she just spends like and it's weird, too, because there's so many people and she spends so much time with each person. But she always talks to everyone like. I don't know. She's great. Um, so yeah, it's always awesome to see her in some really cool projects. And uh, looks like Hannah Fairman's listed on the on the page as well. Um, yes, Hannah's, Hannah's great. Uh, Elsie yes, Holt, uh, Daniel, obviously. Um, who else do we have listed here? Who's uh, Stephanie Swift? Uh, is it Lydia? Um, is it Manson? Lydia. Oh, Lydia. Um, yeah, so are these all people that you've worked with in the past, or are these people that have uh, gone through casting? So 
Stephanie Swift and Rick Dutro are from Massacre Academy, my movie Massacre Academy. Oh, okay. So they are um, from that. They are a husband and wife. They're great. They live in Pittsburgh. They do a lot of things. Um, Rick was had a great part in American Rust on Showtime. Like I was watching and I was like, wow, that's Rick Dutro in like a, like a sh- show that's like Showtime, American Rust. When I applied for it, I just stared at the computer. I got no replies. We, like, we don't want you. But Rick, Rick's front and center with lots of speaking lines. So um, they're from Massacre Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, Lydia has been in a couple. You have to go to her IMDB page. She's been in a couple horror flicks here lately. So she's up and coming. Very nice uh, person. Yeah, I was looking at yeah the the house that eats flesh. That's that that's come up before. Yeah, we had a uh, had a bunch of people on the director, and that's why it came up. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, there's there's a lot of shows I don't remember things. Um, because you're old, I understand. Respect your elders. Um, oh yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. And uh, so a lot of the you know there's a lot of perks for for other people. So that's how you're filling some of the other roles, like the the like the background actors and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Um, so this movie's for everyone. We we have roles for everyone. Um, you're speaking about Felissa, and I I I want to honor her. And in this movie, we're gonna have a gentleman. Um, he's in a wheelchair, so he's gonna be in the movie. I have a couple um, older. I don't want to say older, but the slightly older people that are probably in their seventies. They're going to be in the movie, so it's for everyone. There's there's roles for everyone. We don't discriminate, and you know, Felissa loves everyone, and and I think that's what the world needs now is more love. There's a lot of mental illness going around, and people are shooting each other, and mm. I I, you know, I'm very sad about it. But at least for, you know, ninety minutes or so, this production is for everyone. There's no discrimination. There's all smiles and, you know, a good time. Everyone. Awesome. That's what, yeah, and that's what uh, I use movies for is to kind of just escape from everything. So when you get a movie that can just take your mind off things, it, it'll make it that much better. So. Isn't, it, isn't it weird, though, that there's so much, like, just messed up stuff going on in the world, but we use horror movies to escape? <laughs> it's weird. It is, it is pretty weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's legit. I'm like, I'm just going to put this on and just lose myself, you know, but it's like. I don't know. It's, it's something to be said that the, the stuff that's going on in the world right now is actually scarier than that. Um, I'm not going to be uh, political, so I'll stop. Um, uh, yeah, let me see. But uh, Angel's saying that there's so many distribution uh, companies out there uh, that buy your, your films in bulk and don't even yeah, do them justice. Yeah, they just batch them. I, I've seen somewhere they like some independent stuff and it's just thrown on like one of those Walmart at Halloween, like 20 movies for five bucks thing. You know, where it doesn't right. really get anything. And it's like it's like VHS quality because they've like compressed it so much to fit it all on one disc. You know, I don't get me wrong. I buy them all the time. But, you know, because there's always one film that you don't have that's in that set. So. Um, right. Right. Yeah. So, so Walmart, you know, maybe Walmart, Best Buy, those types of things 15, 20 years ago, that might have been the big thing and the answer. But currently that's not. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is it is still pretty cool when, uh, you know, a filmmaker gets to see their their uh, I agree. physical I agree. media on the shelf. But at the same time, that physical media section is always smaller and smaller every time I go into one of those stores. And it's usually just like a bin of just five dollar movies. And it's like you have to dig through it to find something. So it's not the same as it used to be. Amazon, unfortunately. And uh, well, then you have like uh, companies like Vinegar Syndrome and uh uh, there's a couple other ones, Tony. Screen Factory and Blue Underground and Code Red and all that are all the uh, boutique labels that I believe will be around longer. Because as you're saying, I mean, you walk into a Best Buy or a Target or a Walmart and you're hard-pressed to find anything nowadays. It used to be like four or five rows of movies. Then it went down to two. Now it's like you might get a spinning rack here and there. Like I walk in a... You know, I used to be a new movie Tuesday guy where every time Tuesday came around, I would buy a whole bunch. And now you can't even find anything. There's like, 
it's either they don't get the movies in or they don't have the staff to, hmm. you know, to load the load the shelves. But it's just like I walk into it and I get depressed. I'm like, this isn't what I'm used. I do too. So yeah. it's, and it's just like, come on now, like I as you can tell, I'm a physical movie collector. So it's like, just at least make it seem like you're trying, kind of deal. But like I said, with the boutique labels, I you know every month it looks like they're uh, announcing new titles. So hopefully it'll be around. A lot longer than these box stores. Yeah, and that might be the way to go. I mean, there's a there's a lot of people out there that uh, they they spend a lot of time and money with those boutique shops and you know boutique companies, and they always put like some extra like special care into the releases. So maybe that's a way to go uh, when you know when that part part of the of the whole distribution comes up. Maybe look into some of those. Uh, I don't know. Are they still doing horror pack, Tony? Yeah, they do horror pack. So that's another thing they they release their own movies as well um and as far as like streaming goes i mean there's a lot of really good services that are out there um it would be cool to see uh some some more of these cool independent movies pop up on some of these uh fingers crossed you know that'll uh, that'll be awesome i mean this the stuff out there like to be where the, like the artists actually make more money but uh at the same time too it's harder to find things there's so much on there it's like harder to come across something something different um but uh, so yeah, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on on all this stuff that we're talking about, Derek? You're you're a movie buff, yeah. I can see behind you as far as like the physical media <laughs> stuff and, and all that. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think physical media is super important. I mean, I work at Fye part time. Okay, and nice. ours actually still has the Suncoast storefront. No joke, oh, wow. it's kind of awesome. Um, you know, I was just like looking. What was it yesterday and today? Uh, Scream Factory's been announcing all these new 4K releases and stuff like that with the new artwork and posters and it's like there's something about that that i'm like man i already own all these movies but i kind of <laughs> need to buy them again you know mm. it's uh i do think physical media will stick around for a while and the reason i say that is just because streaming it seems like everything comes in waves but then also with independent film you know we're we're all releasing stuff like that and there's opportunity for our films to reach on uh streaming uh, but it seems like physical media seems to be the way to go. And that's the way uh, at least a lot of my friends uh, get the movies I work on. You know, they usually pre-order through the Indiegogo and all that. But I can't say too much, but there is a movie that I worked on that is being talked about um, being picked up for uh, Peacock. Uh, I, I That's all I can really say about it right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think when you have these smaller streaming services, uh, that are kind of up and coming, like you know, your you know your Tubi and like Peacock and things like that. I think some of these distribution companies that pick up a lot of the really indie stuff, you know, your your companies like Wild Eye and stuff, are starting to work with some of those streaming services to get stuff out there. To where you know it's not only on Amazon, it's not only on Tubi, but it'll start to get on Peacock. You'll start to see stuff on Netflix. Uh, right now, we are seeing an independent film renaissance, unlike anything there's been in the last you know, 30 years, you know, mm. it's like indie film is reigning supreme right now to where you have movies like Macabre Mountain or, or Late Checkout or Dark Circles. And these movies are creating headlines on uh, Bloody Disgusting and Fangorian. And it's like they're, you know, you have some of these movies that are landing in the magazines and stuff. And it's a pretty big deal. And, uh, you know, I, I'm personally thrilled to be a part of it. And I know, you know, Xander and Danny are as well. And it's, it's really cool getting to see that. And, uh, a movie like Macabre Mountain, you know, I think it's perfect for a streaming atmosphere, but I think it's something that all the people who are diehard collectors and people who want uh, to own the physical media will want to get that. And, you know, we, we were offering, you know, the signed DVDs and stuff. And I think that's a big thing for the people who collect the physical media is, is having like a signed copy. You know, I, mm -hmm. I do the 11 by 17 posters. I have a whole wall of them, uh, mm -hmm. especially the stuff I work on, but uh, getting like a signed DVD or Blu-ray copy is something I know that's a big thing people go after. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always said in a lot of these streams, where else are you going to get something that's signed by all these people involved for not only the price, but it's like locating all these people right. and, and going to the cons to get a sign. It's like the best way to get all these autographs on something you care about, something you're excited about, like Macabre Mountain. That's the best way. Get involved with the Indiegogo. Get yourself one of the posters or DVDs or Blu-rays that are signed. And 
now you can watch it and uh you have it signed by everyone right so super cool i used to always now. joke around that during the apocalypse uh you can't stream anything if you have yeah. no, no power but you can have it you can hook up a generator and run a blu-ray player exactly you can do that um you're totally right but yeah but i think i, think I, I agree with 100 percent though that yeah the the physical media part of it uh some of my prized possessions um are physical media that are signed by particular actors or you know full casts or whatever like that so it's uh for for real collectors that it will be around it's going to be like vinyl where it's gonna you're going to have the people that are going to be like all like smarmy about it but uh you know whatever but hey you know one of those people Vinyl's outselling any other uh, physical media form outright, like whether it's DVD, Blu-ray, CD, cassette, any of that. Vinyl reigns supreme just behind streaming. And uh, mm. as a person who works at FYE, I mean, we sell more vinyl than anything else. I mean, it's outrageous the amount of records we sell on a regular basis. You know, yeah. it, That just shows me that, you know, there is a desire for that. And I am noticing that people are buying physical media now more than they ever have. Like, the amount of people who come in is like, oh, do you have, like, Stranger Things on Blu-ray or whatever? And I'm just like, actually, we don't, you know? And then it's like, mm. well, crap, you know, that people want those kinds of things. And people are starting to seek that out more. And I think that helps us out uh, when, when not only when we're in the funding process, but also with distribution with uh, indie film is people want to see that. People uh, don't want to have to go to the theater to see you know, another remake or another movie that looks like this other movie that came out two months ago. You know, people want yeah. to explore. And as you get some of these new and younger fans who are getting into horror and you learn about people like Felissa or learn about people like Elsie Holt um, and, you know, meet li people like Lydia or Stephanie at a con, you know, and it's like, oh, I want to see the movies you've done. Having it out on physical media, that's going to be the best way for them to do it. And, and like you said, it's awesome to get something like that signed and that becomes like yeah. a, a prized possession of sorts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm glad physical media has been around as long as it has and it, that it's it still gets scary though. It does get a little enough. scary. You know, when it, you go it did get a little scary there for a minute. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There was uh there was a point in time, like 2016, 2017, where I'm like, man, it's over. Like it's super over, but now it seems like it's kind of on the uptick. And, um, What's you know, you, you, you work in the industry. I used to, is it, is uh FYE still, is that still trans world entertainment? Is that still a, no, we actually got bought out, uh, right before the pandemic sunrise records out of Canada bought us. They also oh. own HMV over in the UK. So we're like, it's all one entity now. So that's oh. kind of cool. I worked in, in my area, all the record towns back in the day became, oh, yeah. and I was a manager at a record town for a while. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Angel's saying uh, thanks to COVID for the renaissance and the uh, never mm. stopped working, which is true. I mean, we had um, we just had people on. Uh, oh, actually, no, Wolfie and I just uh, reviewed Terror Trips, mm -hmm. and that like that was the first movie I think we had on. Hey, that's where a they... lot of my Ohio friends worked on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that was shot they... down in Cincinnati. Oh nice. But we we were that that was one of the first movies we had on that was still filming during COVID, and it was. We're talking about like the pain, like how many times you had to be tested, like every time you walked on set, stuff like that. So, I mean, they never stopped. They just it made it a little harder, um, you know. But uh, um, so just like normal, Sergio's asking, um, and I'm going to ask this of Danny because both Xander and Derek have both been on the show before, so they've answered this question uh, in the past. But uh, so, what is your favorite horror movie of all time, Danny? It's according to your uh, IMDb, you're a big horror fan. Yes, big horror fan. You know what? Um, my my favorite of all time. I got to give it up to The Exorcist, nineteen seventy three, the original. But uh, just a lot of those classics, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's great about this renaissance is that there are so many creative films coming out right now. It's unfortunate you're not going to see movies like The Exorcist come out of Hollywood probably ever again. Mm. You know, they're creatively bankrupt, and where you're going to see really fresh content and fresh ideas is now really with the indie horror community so um i think i think it won't be long before i, I may have a different answer to that question yeah well, that, well yeah. the only way you'll you'll get it in hollywood is if it's like a remake or uh you know somewhat well, of a, a pseudo sequel or something along those lines that either have nothing to do with it or 
that that's the Hollywood for you. There's some stuff that squeaks by every once in a while. I mean, I, I really mm-hmm. liked Antlers. Um, yeah, Antlers I thought that was, was good. Awesome. But then, but then after like that was supposed to come out pre-pandemic, and then it finally came out. And then after that, you just saw started seeing a bunch of Windigo movies, which is fine. Um, but you know, I, I was like, oh no, is this the new clown movie? Like, oh no, like is it all going to be Windigos? But then I started like we started talking to other people that were doing like Mothman and doing like other. Um, you know, th- those kind of uh monsters, and I was like, oh, that's cool. We don't see that that much. It's it's no longer Bigfoot all the time or whatever, like you go through phases. But um, and uh, Angel's noticing that Xander is wearing a suit and he he loves it. Um, he said it's a full suit. We just assume it's a full full suit. It could be like a news anchor where they're wearing like basketball shorts. <laughs> Actually, that's one thing I, I it was William Forsythe. The first time I got to meet William Forsythe at a, at a convention, he was dressed really nice from like the waist up. And then, like he got, he stood up to take pictures with people, and he's wearing basketball shorts and Crocs. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but it's William Forsythe, so you can you can forgive him. You he know? gets a pass. He totally gets a pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so The Exorcist. That's that's you. You were quick at that. Like it, so, myself and like Tony, we kind of have uh, maybe depends on the sub sub genre of horror. But you say you're all around is at The Exorcist. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I have a top 10 and that's the highest ranking uh, horror nice. film in nice. the top 10. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a good one. It is, still uh, scares me to this. I, I'll tell you, you, you ask her like a movie that'll actually scare you. Like my top, my favorite is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, just because it was one of the first movies I remember watching <laughs> and how ridiculous it is. But it's like, name a movie that actually scares you in Exorcist still to this day. Yeah. Crap out of me, so. yeah, for me, yeah. yeah, Exorcist, Poltergeist, Silence of the Lambs. Um, I don't know, depending on the day, I, even though Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite, it's still, it doesn't necessarily scare me so much. But true story, I was watching that last night, I couldn't sleep, really, and that didn't help. Oh, no, one of the worst <laughs> nights sleep I ever had, really. I just That's funny running around with that chainsaw at the end of the movie. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. This girl and it's, needs to run faster, please. You're fine. And it's, it's, it's crazy, like because the, the original from from '74, there's like virtually no blood in that movie at all. It's all like implied violence. You don't even really see anything. And um, yet, people always say, you know, when you hear them talking about, it, they're like, "Oh, that movie's so graphic and it's it's disgusting." It's like, dude, there's like no blood, and you see almost no violence in that whole movie. It's it's wild, and uh, God, you can almost smell that movie when it's on yeah. screen. Like, I feel like I can smell it, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, well, that's oof. that's from, uh, what is it, Ed Neal, who uh, who played the hitchhiker. Uh-huh. He said that, like, there was actually, like, the like when they're at the table and they're, like, eating. Uh-huh. He's like, the reason my face is like that is because it actually smelled like rotting meat because I it believe was it. rotting. It was, like, 120 degrees. They said it was, like, stupid yeah. hot when they filmed yeah. that. Uh, it's, uh, I had a similar experience, actually, brought up Inverted before. We filmed that during the heat wave in 2019, and inside that abandoned house, uh, there was days it got up to, like, 120 inside that Oof. thing. It was like an oven. It was horrible. Uh, and then you're in the Midwest where there's the humidity, so it's like you step outside and it feels like you're getting smothered with a wet blanket. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, I'm glad we're shooting this thing in uh, in September where it's going to start to be kind of yeah. leveling out a little bit. That way we're not it's roasting not. entirely. Yeah. <laughs> the, bugs, the bugs don't, uh, they're not around as much in September. Hopefully not. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to, I'm still going to wear like an aura of bug spray. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just in case. I don't blame you. I don't know that part of the country. I've never, I mean, well, that part of the country, not too far from, from, from where I'm at, but it's, I've never been there. Um, if, if there's woods, there, there's bugs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so Sergio is asking Xander who your favorite, uh, who's, who is, who are you the biggest fan of in WWE? You mean now or when I was a little kid? I I don't know. It, I mean, you said that you're you're kind of out of the loop right now. I would just say all so, in all, would we'll it be go back man? to my story when I was a little kid? So, um, I I like you know everyone liked Hulk Hogan, um, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior. He you know he, he oh yeah he couldn't do a damn promo to save his life, but yeah. you know when his music hat hit. And you look for him, and he's running 100 miles an hour. You know, I don't want to say, you know, why, but he was yeah. running 100 miles an hour, and he got to the, the ring, and he was all sweaty and just, um, you know, gave you a bunch of energy before his, his match. 
So yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, his promos um, you never could tell he might not have been the greatest, but his yelling it's like yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I didn't what know what saying, he was talking about but, half the time. About but I'll, I'll, I'll go stuff. with it. <laughs> um, before I met uh, Stone Cold and The Rock, um, they, they were you know both nice. Um, so that was the later years. Yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of a mixture of all those guys. I, I always liked the kind of like undercard guys. There was one guy that I used to always see wrestle that never won. He was always the guy that they would just throw in like, okay, we just need to have a match. Barry this, no, it was, his name was Norman Smiley. Um, oh, and, uh, yeah. Well, no, he was, he was WWF back in the day. The Brooklyn brawler. And, um, and then, uh, those, I used to like like uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff uh, and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, those guys, back in the day. I made myself. Anyways, um, well, yeah, it, that, I was a big fan of uh, of wrestling back in the day. I, I kind of, I, I think the last hurrah for me is I went to meet uh, Bruce to Barber Beefcake at the grand opening of a blockbuster video, and um, <laughs> he was not a nice man. And um, I was kind of like, yeah, I, kinda, I think I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with this. It was after his boat accident, like shortly after his boat accident. So I'm sure he was on a, on a lot of uh, pain pills and stuff like that. But uh, still, you know, it is what it is. I I had a, a, sort of a similar experience with a musician. Hmm. And I'm like seven hours from Pittsburgh. And I've seen this, you know, guy before I would pay for meet and greet. So I, I'm not going to say who the guy was. But so, um, you know he had like a handler and she was like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Everyone. Okay. Meet and greets. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. We, no more. No more. Let's go. Let's go. And I was like, come on. So I only got, you, you got to go on his bus and take a quick picture and say hi. So she's like making me nervous and, and just being kind of a jerk. I understand what she's doing. She's doing her job, but you, you have to understand it's, it's, you know, my moment, I've driven seven hours to have a couple seconds. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm going to remember this, if I'm ever at a horror con and, you know, Felissa is, is, you know, like my mother, my sister, my guide, she takes time with people and, and remembers it's, you know, it's very special that those people, you know, some of them driven 10 hours or whatever, just to see Felissa for, you know, a minute or two. And she takes time with everyone and, and, you know, makes a connection. So, getting my story the, the handler's like let's go let's go let's go so i i only got a couple seconds and i was like oh that this really sucks behind me was five girls the singer's like oh come on in hey let's party <laughs> let's have a great time and i'm standing there and and all like the the color and my joy that was remaining just just left my body as they went in the tour bus and the door shut and that was it you didn't get to meet them well, no, I did before. Oh, okay. And, and the handler was was saying this for like the last ten minutes about people in line to meet the musician in his tour bus. You know, let's go, let's go. We're behind. Let's go, let's go. He doesn't before before yeah. he went on stage. Let's go, let's go. You know, we don't have any time. Come on, hurry up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Wow. No more time for that. Come on, come on, come on. And I'm just like, this is so depressing. So yeah. I was like rushed, and I was like, look, I, you know, I'm here like seven hours away. I'm out here in this ninety degree heat you know, to have a couple moments that, you know, I would like, and she's like rushing me. Yeah. That's nice. Basically almost grab me and, you know, get the, the, the line going. And I'm standing, I was like, Oh man, that really stinks. You yeah. Know, it sucks what happened. And then there's four, five girls behind me. And I was like, Oh, what the hell is this? And then they get on the bus. He's like, come on in. Oh, like, well, you have to oh, tell me who it is when you're done. You know, I yeah, we when we're rushing. done, I, I I really want to know who this is. Um, don't say I'll it on the show though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a I had a similar experience, and I'll just say who it was. It was with Jack Black of all people. He wasn't very oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, which is weird because he seems like he would be awesome, and he still seems like he'd be awesome. Maybe it was just an off day for him, but whatever. Um, that's all I remembered is that he just didn't wouldn't even acknowledge that I was there. He was just like signing things and just passing it on. I'm like, great. Meanwhile, KG was awesome because I was tenacious. D I was meeting, but anyways, right. um. So back on the on Macabre Mountain, the uh, I almost said mansion again, caught myself. Um, so uh, Indiegogo, just do a search for Macabre Mountain. It's the uh, the link is in the show notes. 
Um, and where can people go to find out more information, um, like uh, for regular updates on the on the uh, the project? So I would I would say keep looking at the Indiegogo project. Um, Facebook, they can add me on Facebook, Alexander Goldman. And if you have any questions, you can't find the Indiegogo campaign, or you want to know about acting with Felissa, or you know coming down to you know do just a set visit you don't want to act you don't want to come down to watch the the happenings um anything you can just message me on facebook and i try to get back to everyone but please don't there's no nudity in this i'm not going to give people wedges wedgies (laughs) you know this is you know kind of a family friendly type thing i'm not there's no no goofy weird you know, nudity and the wedgie, wedgies are hurting anyone. It's not it. Yeah. So. And uh, Matt is uh, posting the. Uh, There's the my link. man. Yeah, he's posting oh. a link in here, but it's. Yeah, uh, I believe Matt Skinner just uh, just donated recently. I think it's all posted yes. about that. Oh, okay. nice. So nice. Your producer. Awesome. Thank you. That's Matt. awesome. Thank um, you. So, yeah, uh, like the same link, uh, it's going to be in the show notes, uh, whether you're watching or you're listening, because this, this audio will go, by, uh, go back up on uh, on Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday. Um, so a whole new batch of listeners that don't ever watch the show. Um, awesome. They should, though. They should, you, you missed the trailer. So, uh, you know, watch the show, why don't you? Um, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, go go check out all that, all those links. And, um, Danny, where can uh, people go to check up on what, uh, what you got going on? Well, you know, uh, right now they can find, uh, they can check out what I'm doing on IMDb. Got a lot of really cool things uh, going on and um, just really excited to be a part of this. I got to say, this is uh, Macabre Mountain. This is a film that is made by horror movie fans and it is made for horror movie fans. And like Xander said, it's for everybody, but, um, you know, it's it's a, a lot of people who know what they're doing and our objective is to make the best horror film of the year. Nice. Cool. Derek, what about yourself? As always, everyone's uh, more than welcome to add me on Facebook. Uh, I want to say almost weekly, I usually do a rundown updating uh, all the different groups you can join to see updates on all the projects I'm working on. Uh, I do all that stuff on Instagram as well. Um, So everyone's more than welcome to look me up, follow me, add me, all that good stuff. Uh, Hit me up, chat it up. I love talking about this stuff and I love uh, promoting the stuff as well and uh, making sure everybody gets the opportunity to see what we're doing. Uh, like Dan, I'm just going to an- echo what Danny said and, and Xander as well and say this movie is made by, by fans for the fans and we uh, we want to give everyone an incredible experience with not only donating to the campaign but also any experience that you have on set or working around or dealing with any of us. You know, it's, it's an amazing group of people in front of and behind the camera. Um, you know, Felissa is absolutely fantastic and she's been keeping everything rolling as well as Dan Kearney, who's become one of my very, very, very good friends. Um, very, very supportive guy. And, you know, everyone's super easy going, very easy to talk to. And like Xander said, add him, chat him up. Uh, he's super easy going and, uh, we'll definitely, we love Dan too. Yes. Dan is, Dan is our co-captain with Felissa. Mm -hmm. Yes. Dan is wonderful. He's helped out the project. Uh, tremendously yeah. yeah he's he's a he's a huge horror fan obviously oh yeah horror historian thing i actually know him from cons like i i knew him way before he started getting involved in movies uh he, we would just always run into each other at the same cons in uh in new, the new england area um so yeah he's uh he's all about it so that i'm psyched that he's doing this and i'll just live through him oh um, absolutely and you yeah know, I, I've, I've worked with all of these people on so many different occasions i mean i think this is like my fourth or fifth movie with Alyssa at this point mm. You know, working with thing. Hannah and Kamara and, you know, uh, some of the people on production side with Tony and, uh, and you know, and it's just like it. there's so many people involved with this who are so incredibly talented. And it's uh, I cannot imagine anybody would not be happy with what we got going on because it is truly an incredible bunch of people who are also very big fans of the genre. And uh, we, we all love what we do. So nice. definitely uh, check it out. Cool. Uh, Tony, what about yourself? Uh, you can find me at Tony Has Nine Fingers on YouTube, where I do movie reviews, unboxings, anything movie related. You'll find on there. Uh, Tony Has Nine Fingers on Twitter, which I hardly ever use. 
Tony has nine fingers on TikTok, where I do not twerk. I talk about movies and such. Tony's movies on Instagram, where I show off the movies behind me. And of course, here, Tuesday nights on the Wicked Horror Show, where we have either have guests uh, or if we don't have guests on that week, we talk, you know, just anything horror related. And check out the Wicked Horror Show Instagram, where Kev puts up the little uh, thumbnails so you can check out previous guests um, or anybody that might be coming on in future weeks. So check us out there. Kevin? Uh, just stay knuckle on Instagram. Uh, besides doing this show, uh, I also do Wicked Horror Reviews with uh, the 13th Wolf Man, part of Black and White Fright, and Violence Buffet. And also a new show that I just started producing with R.W. Martin uh, uh, called... Uh, all of all our yesterdays, uh, where it's all like 60s, 70s, and 80s pop culture. And um, just real quick, she's asking if you really have nine fingers. You don't. No, it's uh, one of them is a little bent. It's, yeah, uh, it's, a, little, it's a little, uh, you know, football injury and tour tendons and stuff. So, yeah, just for context, that is my girlfriend. She is a bit of a goofball. Oh, she's <laughs> the one who was also saying, Oh, darn, no weggies. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I should have never told <laughs> that a character. <laughs> That's okay. No, it was just, it's just, it's just jokes. But anyways, <laughs> thanks for uh, for watching slash listening. Go support indie horror and uh, have a good one. Goodbye.